0: All right. It's the beginning of a new month, and so that would mean that we are going to have a new monthly theme. And this month's theme is discipleship. Now, I want to start off in asking you guys, I always love these things. One of my favorite things was when people go on the street, right, and they ask questions of people. It's always actually highly entertaining when they're asking about history or political affairs or things like that, and they go and they ask the masses. It's like a man on the street question, and someone's there with a microphone, and they're filming it, and they're going around, and they're asking, well, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And it's always surprising how little we actually know or how misunderstood we look at some things. And so I wanted to ask you guys, what would be your definition of a Christian? Take a moment, think about it, because the world has a very distinct definition, depending on their interactions with Christians, right? But what would be your definition of a Christian? Anyone have one they want to share? Let me share with what the actual official definition is. A definition of a Christian it is relating or professing Christianity or its teaching. A person who is a believer in Jesus Christ and his teachings. But when we we think about that, we tend to think, you know, there's probably more to go along with it, right? We think of the terms, what does it mean to be a Christian? How does the Bible define a Christian is something we should look at. But let's face it, you've seen Facebook and looked at those posts or Googled news articles on one thing and been surprised at the results. People have a very different idea of what it means to be a Christian. When they think of Christians, they tend to think of words like judgment, condemnation, fear, unaccepting. Have you guys ever heard those words associated with being a Christian? And how sad is it? Because the Christian, the definition of a Christian is someone who subscribes to the teachings of Christ. And what did he teach? What was his main thing that he taught? Love. Were any of those words about love? They're the opposite of love, right? And in fact, In Christ's teaching, we see examples of things like unconditional love and acceptance, right? And I think the difference in the definitions of Christians and what it means to be a Christian goes beyond the fact of, there's this theory, especially in relates to accidents. If you ask Three, or three to 30 people, depending on how many are there, what they saw, what kind of car was it. You are going to get colors from gray all the way to black and everything in between. You ask what happened, who did what first. There's always going to be a difference, right? And you may even get 30 different stories, 30 different definitions of what happened. And To some extent, that may be what's going on. You know, we ask multiple people what it means to be a Christian, and each one has their own idea. But sadly, especially lately, the definition of what it means to be a Christian is being defined by people who don't understand it themselves. And part of that is is because the people who understand aren't speaking up loud enough, aren't living their lives loud enough. Interactions with others. So a Christian is someone who believes in God. Do you believe in God? They believe that God is watching us. Do we believe that? We be- They believe in a higher power. The higher power being God. Do we believe that? Now, the next important thing to think of, though, is what does a Christian do? They do the best they can. Their good parts outweigh their bad parts. They try to help others occasionally. They don't judge others. It is someone who tries to live and let live. They can be Christian because they were born into a Christian family or they married into a Christian family. They can be someone who supports the church. because the Bible has said so and they can be someone who has made a dedication of their lives to God someone who goes to church someone who spends time in his word those are all parts but they're not all essential Do you know who defines what it means to be a Christian? God. Because ultimately to be a Christian is about your relationship with God and how your relationship with him has you interact with the world around you. And that's what's happening. That's what's defining the world, the word Christian to the world today how they're interacting with other people, but what are they seeing? Condemnation and shame, being flung at people from all corners. To fully understand what a Christian is, though, we need to go back to basics, back to the Bible. The Bible tells us what it means to be a Christian. Scripture tells us that the Bible itself is God-inspired and that everything is useful for teaching. And that God speaks to us through his word. So if that's true, let us look at his word today and have it speak to us. It's definitely true. So turn with me, if you will, to Acts Chapter 11, starting with verse 19. Now this is about the church in Antioch of Syria. This is after the death and resurrection of Christ. And Christians are facing persecution. Starting with verse 19, it says, Meanwhile... The believers who had been scattered during the persecution after Stephen's death traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch of Syria. They preached the word of God, but only to Jews. However, some of the believers who went to Antioch from Cyprus and Syrian began preaching to the Gentiles about the Lord Jesus. The power of the Lord was with them, and a large number of these Gentiles believed and turned to the Lord. When the church of Jerusalem heard what had happened, they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw the evidence of God's blessing, he was filled with joy, and he encouraged the believers to stay true to the Lord. Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and strong in faith, and many people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went on to Tarsus to look for Saul. When he found him, he brought him back to Antioch. Both of them stayed there with the church for a full year, teaching large crowds of people. It was at Antioch that the believers were first called Christians. So now we know. In Antioch, the term Christian occurred, right? But what's important to note is that Christian can mean a variety of people. It started off early saying at first some were only preaching the gospel to Jews. And in that world there were Jews and there were the others, the Gentiles. And in Antioch they started preaching to the others, the Gentiles, and they seen a Huge return. Thousands of people came to know the Lord. Because they didn't look or think about who they were giving the message to. Because everyone deserved to hear it, they felt. So they shared the message with whoever needed to hear it. but it says what had first identified them what set them apart and it says that they heard about Jesus the good news about Jesus good news now how many of you like to tell people bad thing bad news How do you approach it? Quick and fast, like a band-aid, right? But if you had a choice, would you pass on the bad news to somebody else and make them tell? But how do you feel about good news? You know, sometimes with bad news, we can kind of wait. We try to wait it out, especially if somebody is in a bad mood already, and we're like, we're not telling them anything, right? We'll we'll tell them later. They can't handle it right now, right? Ever heard that? Ever said that? But with good news, there's a difference, right? How many can't wait to share good news, right? We live in an age of social media. How many of you have literally been so overjoyed with the good news that you've had that the moment or moments after it happened, you were posting it on a social media website, right? Instagram, Twitter... Facebook you were posting it out there making sure everybody could know you wanted to share it with the masses it used to be you would send a letter then it used to be you would call now you would text and now you don't even text right you send someone a message on Facebook or even snapchat right we share good news So there's some bad news to share first. And we have to understand the bad news before we can share the good news. The bad news? We're all human. We're all imperfect. And we all sin. That's the bad news. No matter how good we are, we will never be perfect. The good news? There's hope. God has told us a right way, a holy way to live. And we are to live like God wants us to live because He is God. He knows what's best for us. And He wants us to be able to live our lives with meaning and purpose. Bad news again? We often fail to live our lives like that, right? Good news? Even though we are held accountable for our sins, he is, God loves us so much that he has made a way to deliver us from it. He has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to bear the punishments for our sins. Right? We talked about the fact that we're all sinners. Bad news? Bible tells us in Romans that the wages of sin is What? death. That's some bad news. Good news, Jesus saves, right? God loved us so much. He sent Jesus for us. Almost everybody in here can probably recite this scripture, even though we may not even fully understand what it means. Don't know what was going on. All of a sudden, something was playing. Well, keep an eye on that. John 3.16 says what, guys? For God so the world that he what? Gave "Gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believed in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That sounds like some good news, right? How many of you guys have ever shared that good news?
1: What?
0: How many of you guys shared the last time you got a really good haircut? How many of you guys ever shared a picture the last time your makeup came out looking really good? I did that this morning. <laughs> I totally did that this morning. Oh man, I was like, oh wow, it really came together. <laughs> How many of us have ever shared the success of new family members? Right? How many of us have ever shared the success of a new place, a new job, decorating a new place? Yeah? We did it last night on on social media, right? But how many of us have shared the good news of Christ? We can be made right with God through Jesus Christ. We can live not only now, but forever with God because of him. And so we learn in Acts what it meant to be Christian because of how they were living their lives, that's why the word was even invented. And what set them apart was the fact that they believed, right? They believed the good news about the Lord Jesus Christ. They let it sink into their hearts, into their minds, into their souls, and put their trust in him. And they were learning to believe in the truth and accept it. And that is us today. God is drawing us near to Him. He works in our hearts so that we can learn to accept the truth and trust in Him. And if we are Christians, if we want to be Christians, we must make that choice to believe. And to not just believe, but to live a life that's pleasing to Him. Hiding His Word. In Sunday school, we talked about that scripture that said, His Word will never disappear, remember? It is always there, it's always constant. Timothy tells us that it is useful for the guidance in our lives of teaching and even rebuking when we kind of step astray. But we are encouraged to turn to the Lord as they did in Antioch. Turning from our old lives and giving our hearts to Jesus. Jesus. Changing from self-centeredness to being Christ-centered. And when we do that, we experience grace. Grace is (laughs) getting what we don't deserve. How many of you guys have ever been forgiven for something and you didn't deserve to be forgiven? How many of you guys have ever forgave someone who didn't deserve to be forgiven? Now, if we identify ourselves as Christian, so let me tell you that first question being forgiven for something we didn't deserve to be forgiven for meets each and every one of us. Because we have been forgiven when we repent of our sins. They are forgiven. And it's not us who makes ourselves worthy, but it was Jesus' death on the cross. We are given that grace. And that grace is to empower us, to direct us. It calls us to something more. It calls us to be Christians. It calls us to be disciples. We're going to spend that next month coming up here in March looking at what it means for us to be a disciple and how we have to change our lives or surrender our lives to pursue discipleship fully. Which is following after Christ and growing in a relationship with him and with God. Changing from being self-centered to Christ-centered in all that we do. But in order for us to begin our walk as disciples, we first have to understand what it even means. Start back with the basics. What it meant to be a Christian. What it looked like then, what it looks like now. And then we have to ask ourselves, are we ready to take that journey? To become, to develop, to grow as a disciple in whatever stage we may be in. To develop a personal relationship with him. To grow our relationship with him. We recently started lit, right? How many of you guys have already decided what you're giving up for those forty days? Let me challenge you this. Whatever you gave up, use that to help grow your relationship. Lent and what you give up is actually about growing as a disciple. It's about not just sacrificial living and giving up, being up sacrificing something, but in whatever you sacrifice, using it to grow and develop your relationship with Christ using it to grow and develop in your relationship with God. And if you haven't given up something yet, there's still time to figure something out. But I challenge you, I used to always give up caffeine or coffee, but then I was convicted that, you know, it's not necessarily about what you give up. Because I was like, I'll give up coffee because I love coffee, right? I had. it's not morning until I've had my cup of coffee. And what I should have done when I approached is, is the time that I would have had my morning coffee, I should have taken time in prayer. If I would have normally taken 10, 15 minutes to drink my coffee instead of doing that, I should have taken those 10, 15 minutes in prayer with God. In addition to whatever I was regularly doing when I realized that that's not necessarily what I was doing and I was just giving up coffee to tell people I gave up coffee for Lent, I changed what I wanted to give up. Because it's not necessarily that you're giving something up. It's what you're getting in return. And in return, you should be able to grow and develop in discipleship. And we're almost going to be covering being a disciple the same length as Lent, right? Because we're going to go straight into Easter. And so during this Lent season, we're going to challenge you to find something. And it doesn't even have to be a physical item. You can get rid of bitterness against a family member or a friend. Anger. Resentment. Or you could choose to do something that you normally don't do. Like wake up each morning, be happy more. We just need to be more intentional about what it means to be a Christian. And then when we are, we can grow and develop into becoming a disciple. And so we're going to take some time in prayer. And we're going to listen to that song we sang earlier again, From the Inside Out. Because that's where our change needs to begin from the inside out most gracious and heavenly father we just come before you right now this day we thank you for the fact that your love is always there your grace is there and it is more than enough for us help us Lord change us Lord from the inside out that we may strive to be Christian to live a life that is pleasing to you to walk in your ways and to grow in discipleship. We ask these things. Be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.